yourself. Lord, today we ask that you teach us your word yourself. That you open the books of remembrance concerning us because we pay attention to your word. Let the spirit of the living God breathe upon everyone. Let our hearts be receptive to your word and let your word change our lives. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated for a short while. <clears throat> um, good evening, everybody. Good evening. Okay. Um, the, today... Because the children have resumed school, we will push to finish by 8. So that's the plan. So, okay. <laughs> Some people are excited about that. So we are, we are um, starting earlier, um, hopefully starting the teaching earlier, and um, finishing before 8, so that, you know, to encourage those of us that bring children to try because we don't want to miss the word and um, and God will bless us all in Jesus name Amen Today as you know we are starting our study of the book of the book of Ephesians the book of Ephesians 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 depending on where you are from, if you are from Bumoso, it is Ephesians. So, <clears throat> and, um, but it's spelled the same way, <laughs> hopefully. And, um, and, and today, we will trust that God will teach us his word himself in the mighty name of Jesus. We're going to all read together Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 1 to the end. Ephesians 1, 1 to the end. We're going to be reading the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, the NRSV. And for the purpose of um, our Bible studies, we'll be using the NRSV version, and I'm going to explain to you why. We, we still have the NLT, our default translation, and we go, I mean, in and out of, but when we, when we are doing um, um, Bible study of books, you know, we use the NS, uh, NRSV, and again, I will explain in a bit. So let's kindly rise on our feet as we read the Word of God together. Let's read together. One, two, go. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the and Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundations of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ according to the pleasure of his will to the praise of his glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and insight. He has made known to us the mystery of his will according to good pleasure that is set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time 
to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we who were the first to set our hope on Christ might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance towards redemption as God's own people, to the praise of his glory. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints. For this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him so that with the eyes of your hearts enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power to, for us who believe according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head of all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The Lord bless the reading and the understanding of his words in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Um, I love to read the Bible. But more than read, I, I love to study the Bible. You know, I, I would say um, I read more than I study. I think if, if, if it is one or the other, it's, it's not one, you have to read to study. And you have to study to read. So, but I, I, I kind of study more than read. In other words, I get stuck, you know. So I, I say to myself, I'm going to read um, five chapters in a day, you know. You know, while my wife has finished reading her five chapters, I'm stuck in verse two of the first chapter <laughs> for the same period of time, you know. You know, so, I mean, so she reads faster, I don't. The point is that studying um, has a way of, of taking us into the depth of the word. And when you look at the Bible translations out there, there are a lot of Bible translations, what we call translations. And obviously, um, the Bible was not written in English. In fact, the Bible was written in three main languages. In the Old Testament was written, written largely in Hebrew. The New Testament was written partly in Greek and partly in Aramaic, as you know. So, when it comes to translation of the Bible, there are two ways of, there are two types of Bible translations in the world. Two types. You have the literal translation. The literal translation, they are called the formal equivalents of the original text. And the literal translation seek to do word for word as much as possible. So the literal translation seek to do 
word for word as much as possible. Without question, most scholars agree today, most Bible scholars agree today, from the guys in, in Harvard to the guys um, in the theological schools, that the best literal translation of the Bible is the new Revised Standard Version of the Bible, which is why we are using it for the Bible study. Praise the name of the Lord. It's the NSRV. But you can say, okay, what about the KJV? The KJV is also a literal translation, but the KJV is stuck in the 17th centuries because there have been some manuscripts that have been discovered since the KJV was written authentically that was missing, if you will, in the translation of the KJV. So the KJV is a good start, but the most literal translation is the NSR, NRSV. Revised Standard Version, but the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. And you have the different literal, Young's literal translation, and, and all the literal translation on one side, on one bucket. On the other side, the second type of, of Bibles that we have is, is what you call the dynamic translations. And this is what they call the functional equivalent. You know, the first one was, was the formal equivalent. The second one is the functional equivalent. And the dynamic translation is, is more like an interpreted text. Seeking thought for thought translation. Not word for word. So, the New Living Translation, the first um, dynamic translation is the NIV, and obviously it was heavily flawed, you know, and other translations have come after that. And in my opinion, the best, this is my own, not the scholar's opinion, the best dynamic translation is the New Living Translation. And that's what we use by default in church for several reasons. However, when we want to do this kind of Bible study, we, we combine the NRSV and the NLT. NRSV because it's the literal translation and the NLT because it is a dynamic translation. NRSV because it does word for word, but NLT because it does thought for thought. For instance, okay, you could say, okay, Pastor, why are we bothering with NLT? Why don't we just stick with the uh, good old literal like KJVs and, and the uh, NRSVs of this world? I mean, the, the answer is simple. The English language is so handicapped that there are words in the original that if you do word for word translation, some of them you lose a whole meaning. So, thought for thought usually gets it better. So, when God says, for instance, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The dynamic translations will put it in a way that you understand that it doesn't mean you have to enter your mother's womb and come out before you become a, a child of God. So, for the purpose of this study, we are combining the two. I will say the two. We are combining the, the literal from the NRSV and the dynamic from the NLT. So back to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians is easily, easily the most um, powerful book, if you will, in the New Testament. Easily. The whole of the New Testament is powerful, obviously. But to the church, it's short, six chapters, 155 verses, but 
it addresses the key issues of the faith. The work of Jesus for us. The value of being a Christian. What does it mean to be a Christian? What is available to you as a Christian? How can you deploy what is available to you as a Christian? I think that's the most important thing of our faith. Is unpacked in the book of Ephesians. And I'm trusting God that God will give us an amazing time in his word in Jesus' name. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1. Ephesians 1 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, of Christ Jesus, by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. I mean, that alone is pretty much can stay there for a whole day. <laughs> Believe me. Now, in the course, we, but we'll try and do chapter one today. You know, we'll try and do chapter one today. In, in the course of this teaching, I'm going to point you in certain directions because the purpose of Bible study is not that you learn everything at the Bible study. Do you understand? The purpose of Bible study is to get your machineries going and to, 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 to inspire you to dive deeper into the Word of God. Personally, we talked about collaborative Bible study. I'm going to give you verses that I'm, that I'm not going to touch and I'm, I'm going to say to you, you know what? Go and crack this in your, in your collaborative Bible study, in your personal Bible study. Is that okay? The NLT says, this letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I am writing to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. Put back the other translation, please. Now, if you look at this, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, I mean, that is almost blasphemous because if you knew who Paul was Paul was the one that single-handedly persecuted the most the New Testament church. Paul supervised personally the killing of um, Stephen. Paul that was going from city to city. He was getting um, legal approval. You know. Just like some people are trying to legally, you know, do stuff, you know. He was getting legal approval to persecute the church. And this same Paul is writing, and at, at this point in his life, this is towards the end of his life, because the, 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 the church in Ephesus and, and the letters was written towards the end of Paul's life. And at, towards the end of his life, Paul is, is addressing himself and he's saying, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. In other words, left to the apostles on earth, they wouldn't choose Paul. In fact, when Paul became an apostle, nobody wanted to associate with him. <laughs> an apostle of Jesus Christ. He knew that if he had an election in, his, in Bethlehem, which is his village, he will not win that election for being an apostle. If, if Paul came and says, oh, uh, uh, or God says, let us vote for those that will be apostles, and Paul's name came out back in the day, he, wouldn't, he probably won't get a single vote. And he is Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of who? God. You are going to be all that God has called you to be, not because your brother likes it or your sister likes it, or the, your village man likes it, or your cousin likes it, but by the will of who? Of God. By the will of God. Paul, 
an apostle of Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not Paul, an evangelist of Jesus Christ. It could be, because he was evangelistic. It's not Paul, a pastor for Jesus Christ. He, he, had, he pastored people. He wasn't Paul, a teacher for Jesus Christ. He taught. He didn't say Paul, a prophet for Jesus Christ. He was prophetic. He said, in fact, he saw some things in the supernatural that it was not lawful for him to put down in writing. But it was Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Now, it is important that we all know what we are called to be. I'm not talking about titles. I'm not talking about, you almost have a title. It's important that you know what you are called to be. Some people, because, I mean, I was explaining to Pastor Tim, um, the guy from Cape Town, that some people, the fact that they've, they've, they've They've given some prophecies. They can, they've prophesied. They, they think they are prophets. So, and I said to him that is, the fact that you are prophesied doesn't mean you're a prophet. I said, really? I said, yeah, absolutely. The fact that you prophesied doesn't mean you're a prophet. The fact that you teach doesn't make you a teacher. So, there are certain gifts that will operate in your life based on the, the, the current need of the body. It doesn't mean that is your calling in Christ. It is important that everyone understands their calling in Christ. Many people have tried to... <laughs> some people wouldn't even back down. Some, someone came to me after... What night service and said pretty much said, I don't care what you say you are not, you are a prophet. <laughs> I was telling me that I'm like, I'm like, I am not a prophet. Says, you are a prophet. I said, I am not a prophet. I'm just a little boy that hears from God. I mean, there's a big difference. The prophets they know themselves. But really, I'm not a prophet. So what are you? I've told you before, haven't I? Should I tell you? You should know, don't you? Don't you know that? Pardon? You do? Okay, so let's go on. <laughs> so, now, and this has nothing to do with, this has nothing to do with title. By the grace of God, I'm an apostle. By, no, 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 no. It's okay. You can clap to make yourself. I'm not, it's not a clapping thing. I'm just telling you facts. Paul says that someone is writing, "Let my works speak for me." Jesus said to the disciples of John, tell him the blind see, the lame walk, the crippled that, you know, blessed is he that is not offended in me. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. And I'm an apostle by the will of God. Some people will never agree. They don't need to. But the Holy Spirit will stamp it with his works and his authority. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, you still call me pastor, and that is what it is. <laughs> I'm not saying that from now on, call me up. I will not answer you. In fact, <laughs> that's not the purpose of me just saying this. The purpose of me saying this is that it is, it is important everybody does know their calling. The fact that you know your calling doesn't mean you're going to work in it from day one. A time will come when you'll be released into it. But it's important that you know, by God, what you have been called to do. There's somebody in scriptures that is not apologetic. 
of who he is. It's Paul. Not at all. <sighs> Praise the name of the Lord. So, so it, it, we go on and, and we see here that Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, we are sitting in verse 1, you know, and we need to finish before 8 so that we'll be on our way. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints in Ephesus. Ephesus it's, is a very, was a very powerful, powerful city. It was the center of travel and commerce. It was a coastal city. Coastal city like, like Lagos, like, like New York, like Hong Kong, like, like Barcelona, like Singapore, like, you know. Coastal cities are very powerful in commerce, particularly back in the day where most of the goods are, the big goods are going by ship. And not only was it big in commerce, because every, if you check, every city that is big in commerce is usually taken over by the enemy until God comes to take it over. Every, every big city, and we, we don't need to start talking about spiritual mappings of every big city, but every big city, that is what is obtainable. And in Ephesus, there was a temple to Artemis. The Artemis, I mean, you're going to see from scripture that Artemis was a very powerful, powerful goddess at the time. He had the people on, on a shackle, everybody. In fact, there was a huge temple to Artemis. That is still standing today. Well, not standing. The foundations and just one pillar remaining in Turkey. The present day, day Turkey. Paul was treated as a threat to because to Artemis and the priesthood of Artemis. If you read Acts of Apostles, let's, let's just put that up very quickly. There was a man called called Demetrius. He was, he was the head of all the silversmiths for the temple of Artemis. And this guy was very strategic. He called a meeting and said, guys, this guy is going to rob us of our livelihoods. Why? Because I have studied this boy called Paul. Every city he goes, people begin to follow Jesus and we begin to lose membership. So we have to deal with him now. He says, of course, I'm not just talking about the loss of public respect for our business. <laughs> you know? He says, I am also concerned that the temple of the great goddess is a lie, is the, is the money he had an issue with. Artemis will lose its influence and that Artemis, this magnificent goddess, worshipped throughout the province of Asia, she was so powerful, unbelievable. And all around the world will be robbed of our great privilege. And let her fight for, our, for herself. She's a God. At this, their anger boiled. And they began shouting, Great is Athemis of the Ephesians. And the Bible says that they caused so much pandemonium that Paul and his company were dragged to the market. Why is that important to us? It's important because by the time, this was in Acts of Apostles, when Paul just went to the city to set up the church. By the time God, Paul was writing to the church in the book of Ephesians, the church had become strong and powerful. Praise the name of the Lord. So, again, it means that if, you are, if, you, if you've been involved in church planting, in planting churches is spiritual warfare. There's usually contention. There are people that don't want you in the place. There are people that are going to fight you. There are people that are going to mobilize against you. There are all sorts of things that are going to happen. But at the end of the day, Jesus will reign. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus will reign. You know? I've been to, by the grace of God, a lot of countries to set up churches. 
lot of consciousness as objects. And, you know, one of the church, one of the countries that I went years ago to set up a church, Burundi, um, the church we left there, it was contention. I mean, to, to, I was just remembering, you know, but on, on Monday, which was, which happened to be my birthday, the pastor of the church sent me an email, and I mean, the church is so big now, it's unbelievable, you know. But at the initial stage, it was as if, will this thing survive? There was too much pressure. There was a lot of... But I've discovered, Jesu Yojoba, Jesu Yojoba, Barayefe, Barayeko, Jesu Yojoba. No, 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 don't worry. If you don't speak Yoruba, it just means Jesus will be king. Whether the world likes it or not, Jesus will be king. I've discovered in my little walk with God and my little walk for God that regardless of all the pandemonium and all the pressure, by the time you look back, you will notice that God has won the battle for you. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> in spite of all the pressure that Paul went through, they dragged him like an animal to the to the theater. The theater could see 25,000 people. They were using it for, for arts, then, then, then the um, gladiators. And yet, the church stood and waxed strong. You can't kick against Christ and survive. Everyone that kicks against him becomes history. Praise the name of the Lord. Everyone. So in verse 1, still in verse 1, Paul, I was a fool, finish, I mean, I'll be honest, I've done the content to the end, but we just aren't living in verse 1 yet. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the who? To the saints who are in Ephesus. To the saints who are in Ephesus. Saints. Who are in Ephesus? I thought saints are in heaven. <laughs> you know, there's a part of the church that teaches us that saints are in heaven. But we see in the Bible that saints are, saints are where? They're here on earth too. In fact, they are saints in God's every house. If you're a saint, shout hallelujah. Okay. <clears throat> you are not sure yet. You will be a saint before we leave here in Jesus' name. Say, <laughs> so, Pastor, me? A saint? I'm not a saint. We shall see. And if you check scripture to scripture, you will see that this is not an isolated case. In Romans chapter 1, from verse 7, it says, To all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be what? In 1 Corinthians 1-2, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be... And on and on and on and on and on and on. So it is a big fat lie that you have to get to a special status to become a saint. The only thing that qualifies you to becoming a saint is have you been to Jesus for the cleansing blood? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white? As snow, are you washed in the blood? Are you washed? Are you washed? Are you washed in the blood? In the blood, in the soul, cleansing blood of the land. 
something about St. Peter, St. Cornelius, St. Thomas, St. Tidius, Fabu, is a lie. The big fat lie. I'm, I'm not criticizing any church, but I'm just preaching the word of God. You saw it in the Bible. You saw it in the Bible. They tell us that, to, for instance, in, in the Catholic church, you know, to, to, to ascend to, to the sainthood, you, the, the, the person, um, number one, must have died for five years. Number two, must have done a great work. You know, which is why they, they um, 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 idolize the Peters of this world. They've done a great work. Praise the name of the Lord. And number three, the, the, the bishop of that, of that person, after five years, must now apply that this person should be considered then number four, it comes to the, the papacy. Then, then, uh, then number five, after it's gone through their different process, then the, the, the person is canonized and the person is declared a saint so, of the church. And Jesus is saying that you are saints already. Praise the name of the Lord. You are saints already, already. I know for some of us, we struggle. We, we are, even right now, we are struggling with it. That is this like, okay, let's read again. One to go. Let's everybody read together. One to go. Paul, an apostle of Bible, we, to the who are in and are in. So we see that these are people that are alive. They are living. And, and, and Peter is, is saying it's not, it has nothing to do with the works they have done. does not qualify them to be saints. What qualifies them to be saints is the work that Jesus has done on the cross of Calvary. That's what qualifies us to be saints. So when we stand before God, we stand blameless. Not because, oh, we have built 20 churches. Or we set up a church in this place, set up a church in that place. Or we've done great works. God has healed the sick through us, raised the dead through us. Those things are great, but that is not what makes us saints. What makes us saints is the complete work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. That work is so complete, there's nothing anybody can add to it. Nothing. Amen. I love this boy. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so we see here that if you are given to title, you can begin to say Saint Mendy, Saint Irene, Saint Asote, Saint. If you are given to title. If you are giving me to title, Saint Jide, Saint Samide. <laughs> you, know, you can, you can actually, you can legitimately attach saints to your name, and you'll be correct. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, let's just roll on. We are sitting in chapter. We are sitting in verse one, verse one, verse one. Now. Um, we spent over 30 minutes on verse 1. Put up the verse 1 again, please. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus. So, God always, 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 always relates to a local church, to the body if you check the book of Revelations, you, you will hear to the church in Theatira, to the church. You see, when you're a Christian and you are, not, you are not a part of a local church, a Christian that is not a member of a local church is a what? Is an orphan. 
is an orphan. You know, some people say, oh, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. If you really are spiritual, you will be in Christ. And you cannot divorce Christ from his body. You cannot be in Christ. Uh, can, can your finger exist outside of your body? And says, I am a part, I am a part of Christ, but I'm not. It, it doesn't work like that. The body is not perfect, but the body is the body. Praise the name of the Lord. So we see here that God always, 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 in fact, the church is not a person. The church is an assembly, an ecclesia of people under the governance of Christ. That is the church. So I'm writing this letter to the saints who are in Ephesus, who are faithful in Christ Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. So, I want to encourage you to um, get into verse 2 in your collaborative Bible study. CBB, get to verse 2. If you don't know what CBB, CBS is, <laughs> collaborative Bible study is find a partner in church. You don't have to meet in a physical location. We have technology today. If you, if you are um, if you are two and you want to meet, you have to meet in church. Everybody say in church. If you are more than two, the church is open. You can come in at any time, different corners, you know, and, and meet and, and do it. If you are more than two, if you are three, four, you can you can meet in 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 a cafe, at, at E3, and just do Bible study. At lunch. And you can do it obviously over, over, over your phone. So take, take verse 2, and you see how we have, you know, chewed on verse 1. Chew on it, you know. And the Holy Spirit will give you insight in Jesus' name. Amen. So we go on to verse 3. Verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Now, again, I want to encourage you to take this also to your personal study, your collaborative Bible study and take those words and chew on them. But I, I just want to point out a few things here. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has what? Blessed us. Blessed us means that it's, it is past tense. Right? It means that we are being blessed already. So we, we are not trying to be blessed. We are not, we are not making effort to be blessed. And, and you need to get this. You are blessed. I am blessed already. So, so I am not trying to be blessed. It's blessed us now. Now here is now, here's the caveat. Here's, here's the um, interesting thing. It says, it says, what has it blessed us with? Every spiritual blessings. Everything you see on earth has to be created from the supernatural. In other words, the supernatural controls the, the physical. If you are going to experience an open door in the physical, guess where you have to open the door first? In the spiritual. And so God is saying that I have blessed you with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. And it goes on to say where? In heavenly places. <laughs> so, God, I am blessed. And we all are blessed. Pastors, before the foundations of the earth, we are blessed. But where are these blessings? 
in heavenly places. Where are you living? On earth. By the time you get to heaven, the blessings will be relevant. You know why? Because that place is, uh, we don't, you don't need prayer there. You don't need, everything is perfect. This is where we need the blessings. Right? So, we have been blessed where? In heavenly places with how many things? Everything, all things, you know. But we are living on earth. How do we explain this? It's just like you live in Nigeria, but you have 10 houses in America. You have a bank account in America that you don't have access to. You have all the blessings in America, but you are living here in Nigeria. Now, how do you reconcile that? So what do you do when you are in a location, but your resources are not in that location? So you see people that are worth, let's say you are worth $10 billion, but your resources are in the U.S., but you are in Lagos, you are still worrying about paying rent. What do you do? Transfer it. <laughs> okay. 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 That's what you do. So, you transfer. Thank you. She says, you transfer from, I will have given you the mic, but I'm running, I'm, I'm, I want to finish on time. So, you transfer from the spiritual to the physical. So, since it's not that you don't have access to visit um, the United States. You have access to visit the United States, right? You have access. Only that this is where you live. So, when you go there, what do you do? You catch some things. Let's say there's no wire transfer. I mean, <laughs> you catch some things. You, you what? You pack your portmanteau. <laughs> you carry it. And you come, right? Good. Then you have some resources, right? Then the challenge is that we don't visit that place often enough. So we don't bring stuff. I'm, I'm trying to use literal examples. They may not be direct one-to-one, -one, but I'm just trying to give an illustration here. So you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't go there and bring stuff often enough. So sometimes we run out of resources here and everyone is saying, you're praying to God. God bless me. God says, when? Since when? I've blessed you. You have everything. Says, but, 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 I don't, but you have everything. Says, but, but, but I can't pay my rent, but you have everything. So when someone says, particularly someone with authority says, God bless you, it's not a contradiction. It's not, oh, I'm already blessed. No, 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 no. What it means is that God translates that blessing from there to here. That's what it means. That's what it means. So, so, so when, when, when someone says, God bless you. You say amen. Amen means that you receive it. When also you pray. When you take your stand in God spiritually. What happens is that the resources, unlimited resources of heaven, which I hope we get to, unlimited resources of heaven becomes available to you. At that point, it's as if you have mobile banking to move funds from here to there. <laughs> what did you say? One time. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> One time. From here to there. One time. Now, now, the beauty of it is that the one there can never finish. The one there can never finish. 
So, so God is saying that God has, you know, so, so, you, so when you understand this, you blessed be the God, you bless him, you honor him, you adore him. Who has blessed us in Christ Jesus with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And, 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 and you know, I know some people will say that God says spiritual blessing. Let me tell you something that you can take to the bank. Check the scriptures. Everyone, everyone that God blesses spiritually becomes wealthy physically. Everyone. I'm not preaching prosperity uh, gospel. You know, that one is skewed. That is skewed. I'm preaching the covenant. The covenant of Christ. Now, did you know, did you know that the first man that, that God established this covenant with, that God blessed I mean, outside of Adam, that came outside of Adam, that, and God began to work with, was Abraham. Did you know that? And did you know that Abraham became so wealthy that nations were afraid of him. He had his own army. Trained in his house. By the time he gets to Isaac, by the time he gets to Jacob, the Philistines, I mean, one man, a whole Philistine nation wants to be his friend. One man. But did you know, did you know that if you read the book of Romans, chapter 4, Jesus came to connect us to the covenant of Abraham. Did you know? Okay, that's, go and do that study yourself again. That is beyond the scope of this teaching. But do that study yourself. I've, I've done this extensively, believe me. But I want you to take it away and go and chew on it. Read it in the Bible yourself. So when God blesses you spiritually, it is an empowerment to prosper physically. So when God blesses you spiritually, it is an enablement to prosper physically. Obviously, spiritually, if you're not prospering spiritually, you can't even begin to get access to it. So don't get me wrong. So you cannot be spiritually dead and, and have access to, to, the, to this account. It's not going to work. You need to be spiritually alive. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, I think if we want to close at 8, I think we should draw the curtain here. <laughs> because what is coming next <laughs> is like a roller coaster. <laughs> I can take us, you know, further. So, but I, 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 will, I will take questions and comments. If you have any questions based on what we have shared today, or you have any comments, or you need clarification. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. Like I said, any question? Can you empty your hands up? If you don't have any questions, then I'll continue teaching. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, so let's just... Um, Let's do this. If you write down verse 15 to 23, verse 15 to 23, I, I want you to do a personal study on that. 
verse 15 to 23, in your, um, and also, I mean, collaborative Bible study. Then, 15 to 23 on one hand, <clears throat> then verse 4 to 6, and then verse 7, and then verse 7. So, did we get that? So, we do verses 15 to 23. Verses 4 to 6, and then verse 7. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. Holy ones, long preserved. For our work in this world, every sound with God's own heart, oh, let the patient work. Words of life, words of words of hope, words of hope, give us strength. Help us come in this world. part of the covenant, the covenant of Christ. I need to be grafted in. I need to be called a saint. I need to be able to be called a saint without any fear of contradiction. I, need, I want to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. I want to be washed in the blood of Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I want to pray with you. You are seated there. You don't need to come forward. Wherever you are seated, Pastor, pray with me. Put up your hand now over your head quickly and we'll pray together. Yeah, put up your hand, put up your hand well over your head. That is me. Pray with me, Pastor. Pray with me. If you're online, the instructions are scrolling. The instructions are scrolling. The rest of us, let's, let's pray and let's talk to God about what we have heard. Let's talk to Him about what we have heard. There's a lot that has been shared already. The place of our calling. The place of our blessing. The place of our spirituality. Our place in the body of Christ. Oh, Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory, Lord. Lord, we, we pray that. We thank you because... The book of remembrance is open for everyone in this place, Lord. As we have shared your word, Lord, your word will bring to pass the real nature of your life in us. We will walk in the reality of the blessings you have for us and your name will be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. 
honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord, for his kindness and his mercy. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Oh,